Hello, everybody, and welcome back to season. Actually, let me redo it. Pause. All right. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to season two of the sports section, a podcast brought to you by the Rider News. My name is Carlo Pascal. Join alongside me, Dylan Manfrey, as always, like last season. But we have a new guest on the podcast here today. Uh, new sports writer here at the Rider News for us, Jacob Tiger. Go ahead and introduce yourself well, a little bit, Jacob. Uh, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for the introduction. Um, I'm a sophomore, uh, sports media major, um, and uh, I just started writing sports for the Rider News, and it's been awesome. And uh, I'm really excited to do this podcast. I listen yes, to. Yes, you uh, are, Jacob. Yes, Tyler. I am, Dylan. Uh, but yeah, yes. I listen to a lot of sports podcasts and, uh, I thought about how cool it must be to be on one. And here I am, I'm making big moves. Thank you to Dylan and Carollo. I'm very excited. Of let's course. Very, of let's course. Make very, let's, let's make something very, very clear. Jake's vocabulary is off the goddamn charts. <laughs> I hope that's okay for Apple podcast, Spotify airwaves. That's a damn on the air. At least I'm sure it's okay. At vernacular. Anything else, but let's be very, very clear. This guy has the vocabulary of a of a dictionary. Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> a thesaurus. Yes, a thesaurus. He Another can, big he word. He rattle off the word thesaurus off the top of his head. It's my favorite dinosaur. Oh my god, that was a good one. That was a good one. That was that was a good one. That was a good one. That was all right. That was all right. I'll give you that one. I'll Thank I'll give you. you a pass on that one. <laughs> I'm retiring, Jake. <laughs> I can't compete with this kid. Podcast over. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> We're done. Hey, wrap it up. Yep. All right. Either See you guys way. Next week. Yes. Either way, uh, we've got a lot of sports to get into uh, as fall sports are in full swing right now. And there are a lot of them. We've got men's soccer, women's soccer, field hockey, and volleyball all going on. So why don't we start with field hockey? And Jake and uh, both both Jake and Dylan have been uh, kind of splitting this beat so far this year. Um, but Jake, go ahead and uh, just do a little bit of a, a quick intro on how the team's doing so far. Okay. Well, so far, um, very good, uh, I'd say. Uh, nine and two so far through nine or 11 games, excuse me. Um, they just started conference play last week with a, a win against Merrimack, who uh, is not good, but you always want to take a, a win in the conference. It's never an issue. Um, this week coming up, they've got two more games. Uh, Friday, October 8th, they've got Fairfield, who is five and six, and then the Long Island Sharks on Sunday, October 10th, and they're two and seven. Um, the Long Island is two and seven right now. They've got one more game coming up uh, before on the 8th as well against Wagner. And uh, like I said, Ryder's been doing great recently. Uh, Nine and two, first in the NEC, have a pretty, pretty large lead uh, on the team in second place. Um, I'd say they're definitely favored in both of these games, but uh, you never know with conference play and sometimes records can be deceiving with things like uh, strength of schedule. Um, but yeah, you you always got to watch out for these these conference teams because um, Ryder has shown moments of of weakness so far this season. Uh, they, they definitely have some flaws in their their game, despite how well they've been playing. Um, if you look at the stats, uh, Ryder has the most goals allowed per game of any team in the NEC, which is kind of crazy. 
and they're second fewest in saves per game. So really lacking on the defensive side of the of the field, but they've really been able to make up for it because uh, Julia Devoria, Devora and Carly Brocious will just score more points than you. It's it's that simple. They're, the team is first in shots, goals, points, corners, pretty much every offensive uh, statistic they're first in, except for assists, they're second to Wagner. Um, so yeah, so far they've just been able to outscore all of their opponents. Uh, you know, it, part of me isn't surprised that they that they have that Ryder is second to last in saves per game, and I'll tell you why. Caitlin Tomas doesn't have to do that much; she just doesn't. The offense is what's carrying them, as you so eloquently put. Yeah, the offense is carrying them. Carly Brocious, Julie Deborah is the is has been the best one-two punch in the NEC this season and over the last few years, I might add. So I'm not surprised the offense is carrying them. So Kaylin Tomas is just there. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong; she's a very, very she's a very intelligent goalkeeper, trained by trained by some of the best minds in, up in Canada, trained by one of the best coaches in in the NEC in Dan Husong, Lori Lori Husong's husband, and I think Kaylin Tomas, like last season, even. Even in the short and even her her first, you know, season, if you want to call it that, you only played like six games, but or no, that was a soft. Yeah, I sorry, I need to like think of like the goalie progression because my sophomore year, Lena Van Dam was here. Then the COVID year happened when they played six games. So yeah, it's been. It's been interesting with that in that regard. But Caitlin Tomas, she hasn't had to do all that much. But I'll tell you this, when she has, she's looked pretty damn impressive. Right, yeah. I want to make that clear about her. Um, like I just said, Ryder on, on defense hasn't been amazing, but um, they've they've done enough. They've been good enough for sure. Uh, and I think, I think their defense really is – they are revamping – revamping their defense they lost Brittany Romanchuk from last season who was a big who was a big defender and a, played a very key role and now you're relying on the skill set of Maeve Reedman you moved Kiki Van Ameren back from that forward spot down to playing uh as a defense as the uh, as a defender which is you know what she traditionally does even though over the last two seasons she has been played in more of that up, more of that up court or up court front of field. Yeah, like field type of role at, in midfield at and at forward. You know, probably alternating between the two. So, I think you're just relying on a little more of the inexperience on the defense, but that's fine. It's taken them 11 games to really get their get their groove going. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, Kaylin Tomas is just a sophomore, right? She's a junior. Oh, ju- oh wait. Uh, Carly Fulton is a sophomore. Carly Fulton's yeah. a sophomore, but this is Kaylin Tomas's. Tech- this is Kaylin Tomas's really second season in the goal. Right. And it's her first full one at that. Her her freshman season, she wasn't play. She didn't see a look of time. It was all Lena Van Dam. Right. Yeah, and um, not that she's been bad by any means either. She just won Defensive Player of the Week for the NEC. So. Uh, not 
not a bad season for her at all. Um, no, nah, she's doing something right. Yeah, it's it's totally fine. You know, they're they're nine and two. They've they've been bending, but they've never really been been breaking. They've only broke uh, twice, obviously. So, and it seems like most of the time when they when they do bend, it comes earlier in the game, right? And they're uh, they're able to to power back with. They've had a I I don't even remember the amount of comebacks so far this game. I think uh, this season. Mm-hmm. I think it's three or four three overtime wins yep yeah overtime too and let me tell you something that's a good point however i will forever be surprised that merrimack scored first i will forever be surprised about that why last season what happened within the first seven minutes of the game julie devore has a hat trick Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the team was undefeated then too yeah i mean winless then too yeah that's a that's a really good point Carol, though, about how uh Ryder really has been a, a second half team this year uh with that game against Mary Mack uh not really showing up at all in the first half and then in the second half Julia Devorah started to to actually try and then pulled away with the the win pretty quickly and then um that game against Drexel that was just so ugly three goals and what the first five minutes and then one goal for the the rest of the game and then three goals for Ryder. Um, but they weren't able to come back, but that was the game. That was the game. I was really shocked at. I was, I really started to question whether Ryder could really pull through in this one, or if they were just really going to get another ugly loss on their belt. Yeah. Because I mean, it's rare that Lori Husong switches goalies. It's very rare. And for her to do that, I mean, obviously if, if Caitlin Tomas gets scored on three times in a row like that, you have to pull. You right. have to make a change. However, that game also showcased their depth with Carly Bolton, you know, um, going in there, getting, I think, six saves, maybe six or seven, if I remember correctly. I think it shows, I think it shows a lot about their depth. Carly Bolton, you know, she, she's got good size to her. You know, she can – you know, span the goal as well as anybody. Um, I think she, I think Ryder is, is pretty solid at the goalkeeper position, at least for the next, next year or so. Yeah. Carly was amazing in that game, just being thrown into the fire like that and essentially shutting them, shutting Drexel down for the rest of the game. Um, It's, it's amazing to have somebody like that just on the bench whenever you need them. And uh, whenever Tomas (laughs) is, is done, a rider Fulton will uh, will be great to have. Mm-hmm. All right, but uh, moving on from uh, actually, who does uh, field hockey play one more time? You said Jake. They've got up. Fairfield on uh, Friday the eighth and Long Island on Sunday the tenth. Are those both home games, or is one of them away? Uh, Fairfield is away. They're going to Connecticut, and then uh, Long Island will be home at uh, Rider. All right. All right. Moving on uh, from uh, field hockey now, we'll talk a little bit about uh, volleyball before we get into uh, men and women's soccer. So I'll, I'll toss it over to Dylan for just a quick little, quick little segment on volleyball. Volleyball has been doing, volleyball has been doing all right in that play as of late. I think, I think Annalise shares obviously leading the team in setter in, in, at the setter position, she has been pretty much her entire rider career. She's the all-time assist 
She's the all-time leader in assists uh, at, you know, now well over the mark, which was, I believe, 3,114 assists. I think that was the all-time record. But, you know, she's well surpassed that. Obviously very talented. She's probably the best setter in the MAC, um, you know, by far, according to Jeff Rotondo, uh, the coach of Ryder. And, you know, just by seeing their competition, I think they're, I think they're a second half of the season type of team. You know, they, they really struggled, you know, early in non-conference play. I think they started like 0-6, 0-7. But now they've rattled off three of their last five wins, I believe. You know, before Tuesday, I think it was, because, you know, I was editing the story done by Luke Lombardi, and we were and we were saying, I think it was like three of their last five, well, three of the last five wins were at home. They were on a five-game win streak, I believe, at that point. Right, Corolla? Yes, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure before, well, now, because they, uh, volleyball actually played on Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, or uh, played yesterday, we're, we're recording this on a Thursday, they played on Wednesday, um, and they beat Manhattan. So I'm pretty oh, so sure six straight. Th- they've won six straight, and it's, I think, six of seven um six of the last seven that sounds like that sounds like a real good stretch to me you got morgan romano spiking it on everybody no surprise you're just not going to defend her and you're just not that's all you that's all anybody could ever say about it um she's one of the best outside hit outside hitters in the mac um no opposite hitter right it's opposite yeah yeah it's opposite right not outside um, you know, you got, you got a solid group. That's all yeah. I got to say about it. It's a, it's a very, very solid group, but I think, I think if they keep this up, they'll make a run for their Mac, for their Mac title. However, oh, yeah. let's make something very, very clear. We all know the situation that happened last year that allowed Ryder to so much as advance past advanced in the Mac tournament. Fairfield got got out because of COVID. Fairfield probably would have won the tournament. That's not by my estimation. That's by other people's estimation too. I was about to make that point that honestly, the the season defining game is this weekend because they play Fairfield on Saturday. All right, let's see it. That's it's it's a season defining game for them. This this. They haven't played Fairfield in the past this season, right? This is their first time? No, this is their first time playing Fairfield. All right, let's see how it goes. I'm interested. Uh, That's yeah. the game you want to tune into. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's uh, it's a home game, too. It's is at it? Alumni Gym. Yep. I might go just for fun. Yeah, I might have to be there. <laughs> I might, go just, be, I might that, go just for fun. Yeah, that's that's going to be, like I said, a season-defining game for both teams, honestly. Um, you know, it's it'll be interesting – to see like, it's interesting to see like a Ryder Fairfield rivalry, like specifically between those two. Yeah. Like because baseball, I think it was base, the ba- Ryder baseball played Fairfield in the MAC championship, right? Yep, in the MAC championship and beat right. them and and beat and them and Fairfield was undefeated. Right. Um, you know, you got the history with volleyball that you know the game that never happened probably would have. If that game happened, I'm telling you, I don't think Ryder would have won the MAC championship in volleyball. Actually, and then you got women's basketball, where, where, and you got Lou Lopez Senshaw just 
mm-hmm. just gracing over everybody with her tremendous footwork. Best power, best women's power forward in the league. I don't know <laughs> if men's basketball competes so well because Fairfield's traditionally been a lower, a lower of the totem pole type of team in the well, league. Well, they they made it the to the finals fight. last year. They made it to the finals against Iona last year. That's they made a Cinderella run. Wait. Yeah, it was Fairfield. I, I must be confusing them with Marist again. Yeah, you are. Marist, Marist made it to the that. finals. Marist made it to the finals for the women. I know, but I'm saying like, I'm saying like, you know, just like the schools in general. Yeah, the colors are very are very similar. That. But um, uh, regardless, yeah. uh, actually, I just checked the schedule again for volleyball. Uh, just to double check, uh, Ryder has played Fairfield this year. They lost zero and three. At oh, Fairfield. so they lost in straight sets. That was the first game of of uh, play? of Mac play for them. Wow, and they I'll lost in straight go. sets. I'll slow go. Let me I'll check what uh. Take it in, taking the action. Let me see if I can check what Fairfield's record is really quickly. Um, it says they're uh ten and six. That's a good team. Yeah, that's a good Ballard. team. I think what's Ryder, if you if you guys have it, I don't know. It's, it's the top of my head. It's kind of crazy, actually. Ryder overall is seven and eight, but they're five and one in conference play. I guess Fairfield is their only loss. Seven and eight. They're they're, they're eight and eight, six and one in in conference. Actually, okay. okay. I like guess I, that, like that I said updated. before, Ryder has done a real good job of turning things around. And if if you scroll up, you can see they probably started off zero and six or zero and seven. They've done a real solid job of turning things around. They did start 0-7. And, and I'm not surprised if they'll continue it. That's crazy. I mean, you said they're 8-8 eight and eight right now? Yep, 8-8 eight and eight overall. All right. Wow. 7-1. That means they're 7-1 in their last eight. Yeah. Sound pretty good to me? That's amazing, yeah. It sounds like a real good stretch. Going from 0-7 to 8-8. Eight and eight. And you're starting Mac play? I'm not too worried about this team. And the only team you lost to in that in that eight game stretch is the team that's probably going to face you in the finals potentially for the MAC championship. Right. Who knows at this point? Right. I I can see it. I can see that happening. I think the. I mean, it all depends as to how the bracket pans out. But like, yeah, yeah. It's either way. They look like they're going to have a a good stretch going forward. I I'd say so. All right. We're moving on from uh from volleyball now. Carol, we'll I wanted I would love to pick your brain about some soccer. Okay, I was about to get to it. I was about to get to it. Um, do you think we or should start- Big Tiger wants to ask you some questions about soccer? He's more than welcome to me as well. That is true. Do you want to start with? Do you think we should start with men's or women's soccer? Let's start with women's soccer. Okay. Because they had a real interesting loss the other day. Yes. Yes, yeah. they I did. Think that needs yes. to be discussed. It For does. Real, if it's you would okay. elaborate so eloquently, okay. maybe so, some of the big boy vocabulary words that Jake Tiger used. <laughs> if you would so eloquently some elaborate so, what on God's green earth happened and how it happened the other day with the women's soccer team. So essentially, yesterday, uh, on on the sixth, the uh, Ryder played St. Peter's for women's soccer at St. Peter's, and Ryder is missing um, Nay Cashin on defense. Just Need get Cashin? that out. 
Need Cashin did not play in this game. From what I was told, um, I'm not sure if, uh, as far as I'm aware, the team hasn't said what the injury is yet um, or announced it to any anywhere. I'm speaking um, with Drayson Hansen tomorrow. I'll ask. Okay. I could also, I'm also writing the, the game story for this to go in the paper next week. So I'm going to ask him when I send him my questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did not play in this game. This was the first game she missed all season. And in an earlier story that I did uh, uh, earlier this year um, on the, on one of the games for women's soccer, I talked about how big of a, a part she was to this team as she's played every single minute of every game this year, apart from the one against St. Peter's yesterday and Ryder ended up losing. Ryder lost one nothing with a 85th minute goal, which is brutal. It is brutal. And even just looking at the stat lines, this game was so much closer than it ever should have been. Ryder had 11 shots to St. Peter's 10. Ryder had five saves, five saves to St. Peter's four. The, the corner kicks were five to four in favor of St. Peter's and St. Peter's had 11 fouls and St. Peter's also had a yellow card. However, Ryder's shots on goal were only four compared to St. Peter's six, but that doesn't mean they didn't play good. Like Ryder did play well for about 75 minutes. About 75 minutes, they played great. The whole first half, they played great. I thought they looked really good. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't get one to go in. It's almost like, It was almost like field hockey last year against Sacred Heart. You take 35 – Lori Husong said to me after that game, she's like, anytime you take 35 shots, something should go in, and, and nothing went in. Yeah, especially, especially with the return of Chloe Fisher for Ryder. Yeah, I know she's this been game. Out. she's been out for a little bit. With, she's uh, been out for she's been out for a couple of games with an injury. Finally returns, and the team loses after mm-hmm. scoring two goals against Manhattan. Uh, excuse me, Canisius. Two goals against Canisius to win that game for their first win in Matt. Aiden Jolly. <laughs> yes, shout That's out Aiden, our, our good friend Aiden. That's um, brother. But uh, they so they they won two nothing against Canisius. Then coming to this game. Versus a St. Peter's team who hasn't won a game since 2019. Gross. In 21 games, they have not won. And then they beat Ryder 1-0 with an 85th minute goal. In a, in a game that Ryder honestly should have smoked them in. Yeah. I... There's there's not really much else you can say about it. Like I, I, I wonder how Ellie feels about that game that game rider goalkeeper Ellie Shanklapor. I wonder yeah, how I wonder that game. not not great, I'd guess. Maybe. It's just I it would doesn't, assume doesn't make sense. Who knows? She's been on a tear though. Why don't you why don't you talk a little bit about Yeah, her? she's been fantastic this year. Um back to back shutouts for her clean sheets for not just her and the team leading into this game against St. Peter's. Um as they tied in double overtime against uh Monmouth and then Who's beat an incredibly good team, by the way. Yeah, Monmouth is a very, is a very, very good team. Yeah. The fact that they took them to double overtime and kept it tied at 0-0 was very, very impressive. And then getting another clean sheet with a couple of fantastic saves against Canisius. She looked very, very good. Um, 
but overall, she's played, she's played great this season. She's played very, very good. Yeah. And I think she but, also won defensive play. She also won defensive player of the week. I hope so. Yes. Yes. I'm pretty sure she did um, off the top of my head. But even just looking at like the teams that St. Peter's played this year, going up to the Ryder game, like leading into it. So they played, they played uh, Fairfield. Oh, wait, no. Excuse me. I'm looking at the men's soccer. Hold on. Um, leading up to this game, uh, leading up to the game against Ryder, it was, like, like I said, they, they haven't won a game in 21 games. Like, since 2019. Since before the entire COVID-19 pandemic started, they haven't won a game since. And looking at the teams that, that St. Peter's played, they played Niagara, lost 4-1. Played Marist, lost 2-1. Lost to uh, Mammoth one nothing, and then beat Ryder one nothing. And this team coming into the game, St. Peter's has only scored four goals the whole year, the whole season. They've only scored four goals, and they get one past Ryder in the 85th minute and win the game. For for Ryder, it's a heartbreaker and extremely disappointing. But from the the St. Peter's angle, it's great you finally were able to get a win after so long um finally getting back in the win column especially for the for the girls on that team who have been there since 2019 coming in as freshmen now finally able to get a win like for it it could be a a big motivator or they could just not win any more games the rest of the year Mm -hmm. like it it could either be a, a changing thing for them or they could just, or it could have just been a fluke. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I think it was just a, a classic trap game, uh, which is unfortunate, but you look at Ryder with the, the three game losing streak. And then they have that tie against Monmouth mm-hmm. who uh, is a really good team. Um, you have a clean sheet in that game. And then you have, that was the first clean sheet of the entire season for, for Ryder, and then you have another clean sheet, and you win 2-0 against Canisius, and I guess uh, all that confidence may may have gotten to them against St. Peter's because they they went into it knowing how bad they are, and then uh, they kind of just got punched in the mouth the mouth at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean one of the, one of the things that uh, Coach Hounsom said in the after the Canisius game was that. They really brought the energy to that game. They really brought the energy against against Canisius and that it was going to be hard to play in St. Peter's because there is no energy. It's a three o'clock game in the middle of uh, in the middle of New York, essentially, um, or in Jersey City, basically almost New York at that point, where there's no energy for Ryder. And they did look like they had some in the first half, and then in the second half they just fell flat. Like you said, I think that it kind of got in their heads that this team is just that the St. Peter's team is just not good. We should be able to beat them. It, it They haven't won a game since 2019. We're coming off of a, off of a, a tie against a very good mammoth team and then a win against Canisius. They should have that momentum. And then it just fell flat, especially with, even with, and 
keeping that momentum, Chloe Fisher came back. They're they're uh, they're uh, uh, she's sitting in second place in goals for the team, just behind uh, Mackenzie Rodriguez. So you get one of your best goal scorers back, and then you lose immediately and drop all your momentum. And you you go scoreless too on top of that. Yeah, you, you don't get, even score a goal. You get shut out by a team who hasn't won in since 2019. Yeah. That that just kills all the momentum for the season. Mm-hmm. And they they play. I mean, Ryder plays again this Saturday at home against uh, against Manhattan. That one's a 4 p.m. game. Um, so there'll be probably a little bit more energy, like uh, like Coach Hounsamo has has been talking about recently. But after that, you've got Marist, Niagara, Quinnipiac, and Iona, and then that's it. Then it goes to Mac quarterfinals after that. So yeah. they have to play their hearts out for the rest of this season. Because right now in Mac play, they're sitting at 1-3-1, and one, which is just not good. It's not good enough not for this all. team. They should be – they should have – to me, I think they should have two more wins. I think they should That's be fair. one and one based what's, on the, based on the, the play I've watched. What's the team uh, besides St. Peter's that you think they should have beat in your opinion? I think they could have beat Sienna. I think they really had a shot at beating Sienna, even though Sienna was, is the defending Mac champions. I, they only lost by one goal and it was a late goal in the game that ended it for them. And they played very, very well in that game. I think they really had a chance. And even with Mammoth, they played the the the, the defense looked incredible yeah. against Mammoth. Honestly, but, I think if if Chloe Fisher was back, they might have won that game. Yeah, I asked um, Coach Coach Hounsom that exact question almost after the game. Um, the The game is zero zero for 120 minutes. Um, if you have your best goal scorer, do you win this game by scoring a goal? Um, and obviously, he he answers answered as you, as you yeah, excuse me, and uh, as you, we're dropping that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that Monmouth game um, would have been nice to win. But even with Chloe there, uh, I don't know. Monmouth was just a you could tell just by watching them that they were the better team. They had control of the ball uh, most of the game. Uh, they were always on Riders' half of the field. It always had uh, the better field position. And the shot discrepancy, if you look at it in that game, it was just crazy. It's like uh, Monmouth has like high 20s, low 30s amount of shots. Ryder has like 10 or something. It's, it's crazy. I, I think a, a win in that game would have been uh, – a bit less realistic, but you're totally right. If Chloe plays in that game, Ryder absolutely a, has a, a shot to win. Yeah, I game. would say they have a better chance at least because then they're at least closer to a fully healthy team. Like, especially now with cashing out, that's a big, big blow to the team. Like, that's a big problem for them. Um, especially if she's out long term, that's, that's an issue for them. They're going to have to figure it out defensively because you can't you can't lose to a St. Peter's team after coming off of a win against Canisius who also hadn't won all season 
um, coming into the the game against Ryder. And you you can't come into St. Peter's, lose that game one nothing, and it's and say, hey, it was just not a good day. Like the way they looked in the first half, yeah, they looked all right. In the second half, that was just flat. They just did not look good. Yeah. But regardless, we'll do uh we'll move on to, to men's soccer pretty quickly. So moving over to them, uh men's soccer is sitting at four and four, uh four, four and one overall. Uh they're one and one in conference play. They just played yesterday uh against Quinnipiac uh on the sixth as well, also at a three PM game. Yes, it was a really, really good win for for men's soccer. Quinnipiac pushes good some good teams out there. Yes, Quinnipiac is a very good men's soccer team, and Ryder won four to two. At one point, we're up four to one, um, up until late in the uh, late in the second half, and it was a very, very good game for Ryder for uh, for men's soccer. Uh, scoring the goals, uh, Zakaya Alibu had two of the goals for Ryder, another two goal game for him. Um, great, great play all around. Um, and, uh, Sergio, uh, Aguna had a hat trick of assists uh, in the game, which is, which is great to see. Um, and overall it was just a, a great game. It would have ended four one, uh, if, if Quinnipiac didn't score in, the 89th minute, but regardless of that, very, very strong showing from men's soccer. And they look to continue forward now uh, playing Niagara on Saturday at 1 p.m. at home uh, on Ben Cohen Field. And that's also going to be a very, very good game. But overall, good showing from uh, from all of the Ryder sports so far this season. But that's going to wrap it up for the podcast here today. You are listening to the Sports Section, a podcast brought to you by the Rider News. Have a good one, everybody.